www.rumblingrumors.com presents Rumbling Reality, the podcast for real wrestling fans, body slams, and a chair shot to the ears. Here's your hosts. And of course, I am Ramsey. What's going on, everybody? I'm Sharon. What's up, peoples? I'm Travis. And as you can tell, Sharon's audio quality is amazing because he has a nice mic. So now Travis is the only one who has a ghetto mic, which is his cell phone. It's all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's all right. For your fans, Listen, we're not here. We're not here to criticize what I do and don't. Your fans have. appreciate okay. you, Travis. Come on. <laughs> you know, I just I just moved into an apartment less than right. a month ago. I'm still trying to build finances. It Man, can wait. this guy just told me he has a sixty dollar Xbox One Mortal Kombat game on reserve. Come on, now. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I reserved it. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, you're that's gonna, gonna be too? a good game. Yeah, but I, I'm getting it for the PS4 though. Are you serious? This is like the game. I didn't know about it, but he's good in this game. Dude, yeah. it's like the it's like the decade game or something like that. And that really? Yes. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's more of the decade game. I think it's, they just call it Mortal Kombat Ten. Which they should call it Decade yeah. of Destruction. Well, yeah. From what I, I mean, from what I know about it, it's supposed to have a lot of the the old characters that everyone's Ooh. familiar with, some new guys, and then they have like uh, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Yeah, and the Predator. They've got really? a predator for a downloadable character now too. Probably cost ten dollars. Download them. <laughs> Thirty for the season pass. It's kind of like the re- it's kind of like the season pass for wrestling or the wrestling game. Yeah, you know, yeah. like okay, you can pay like twenty five, thirty bucks, and you get the extra characters. That's how much it is for. I've always for wondered that. about that. Are, are those worth it? I mean, have you, you've done it before, right? Yeah, actually, actually, I have that the pack for two K fifteen. It's worth it because you get. Just, yeah. I've let me see so far so far I've gotten uh Lex Luthor, Bam Bigelow, DDP. Bam Bam. Um and then like I just now downloaded the uh the bunch of the NXT people like the Ascension. Oh, really? Yeah. That makes me want to get it now. Yeah, see I mean uh the one that I was really adamant about getting any and every character was for the, the Attitude Era one, the WWE thirteen that had the Attitude Era campaign. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that I actually still have that video game because I got the Austin 316 edition, and I actually went to GameStop and pre-ordered it on purpose. Uh, so it was so weird. I bought the I bought the limited edition one mm-hmm. and pre-ordered it at GameStop specifically so I could get the CM Punk code. That way I could have <laughs> both his costumes, and then I took the game back the next day. <laughs> You're bad. <laughs> Smart though. I, yeah. I got every downloadable content you could imagine from that game. So, of oh, course, well, that's all been wiped away now. But you know, yeah, really. <laughs> okay, guys, you ready for some? Of course, wrestling talk. Um, first thing I was gonna say, what I'm kind of excited for about is Daniel Bryan versus Wade Barrett. What do you guys think about mm-hmm. that? That's that's definitely one that I'm thinking is going to be uh, a pretty a pretty good. I would think it's going to be a pretty good grappling contest between the two. Um, and then I also like the fact that both of them have finishers that can come 
pardon the pardon the RKO phrase, but out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I mean, you've got Daniel Bryan's running knee, or the yes, the yes knee, or the yes strike, whatever they want to call it, and then you got the bull handler. So it's like, okay, both of them can be hit on anybody at any time. So it's it, it has the potential to be really good. Hopefully, Sharon, what do you think about it? You ready to see them go face to face? Yeah, I agree. It has the potential to be uh, to be a really good match. I, for me, I think it's imp- I think this is probably Wade Barrett's most important match to date. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. he just lost the Intercontinental Championship. Now he's you know getting the, you know his rematch clause, not just a rematch clause, but a big pay per view match against a guy that you know is over with the fans. So I think this is a big test for Barrett to see is he ready to go to that next uh, level. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, um, like, and you think they're going to make Daniel Bryan continue to hold the title, or? Yeah, that's tough. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of stupid on their part to to cut his his title reign that short. Well, um, it wouldn't be the first time, now would it? True. You no, know, it, it wouldn't. I mean, we've seen WWE drop the ball numerous times within the last I don't know five years, if not more. <laughs> yeah, I'd uh, say more, maybe more than that. Yeah, I mean. But to Sharon's point, when he said this is Barrett's probably biggest feud today, that I will agree with. And, I mean, I've been a Wade Barrett fan for years. So I I honestly think he was ready to take the, the championship, as in, like, the main championship levels. I thought he was ready to step up to that about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's unfortunate that he got plagued with the injury that he did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think even even more so now, I think he could be an awesome champion once given the opportunity because I think it's still going to be a while down the road before he gets that strap. Speaking about WWE dropping the ball, though, we have a really good article on RumblingRumors.com that Marquise, one of our guest or not guest writers, he's an official writer now, but um, basically talks about WWE actually getting things right and listening to the fans now, which is kind of good. But uh, you guys should check it out. And I brought that up, brought that up to say uh, Marquise will actually be on the show here in about 10, 15 minutes. So, uh, yeah, and I look forward to that because I, re- I read his article this week and it was very, very well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been getting I mean, a lot of um, people on uh, Google Plus and stuff commenting on the article. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's definitely doing well, especially for the website and for himself. He's doing quite quite well for us. And I mean, I think he's the youngest one of the, of all, all of us. I think he's like 21. So I think a, so. So he got a little different aspect than we do about wrestling business, which is cool. I'm excited to talk about him actually, because you know we're we're not really old or anything, but uh, you know, 21. But it's, nice that, that, hmm. it's nice that somebody, uh, even though again we're all roughly around the same age, it's nice though to have a younger viewer's perspective and it have it be so intelligently done. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not just the standard. You know, oh well, this is how things are going to go, and and this is how it should be, and this and that. No, it's well, he actually in depth into it, you know? especially around that age. You know, twenty twenty one. All these kids are always, at least they always get on the internet and bash Roman Reigns, and they bash all the guys that everybody bashes. And I like Marquise because he actually gives good views on both the topics. We'll talk about him later. And actually, it's kind of cool because it'll be the first time I talk to him live too. And both you guys, I haven't talked yeah, to him sure. before on audio, so. Okay, what's next on the wrestling questionnaire of Ramses? Oh, the Mizdale finally breaking up. I mean, they broke up so many times now. It feels like. <laughs> what is that? 
Is Sharon with us here? Yeah, I'm here. I was just laughing because I was <laughs> thinking about uh this past week for the Mizdale. What do you, what do you oh, think about okay, Sharon? I don't know. It's uh, well for me. I mean, it's kind of funny how even though they have broken apart, he still kind of uses his theme music and comes out with the shirt that has an X out and it has Mizdale on the front. So it's kind of funny. I wanna I wanna know like how long WWE will keep that whole like train thing going. Like, will they change him back to being Sandow again? Or will he just, you know, continue for the rest of his career as Mizda? Sharon, if you could, what do you think? What do you think they should do with with um, Damian? Go back to his old character, or kind of let him do what he's kind of doing now, which is kind of funny joking. I mean, I guess since Mizda is working for him, I mean, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Do you think he yeah. actually works as a singles character, though? I mean, you can't go your whole career talking about a tag team you used to be with somebody else. Yeah, true. But, I mean, I mean, he's, he's a talented wrestler. I think he just probably needs to find, you know, a gimmick that works well for him. And right now, being the Mizd out is kind of working for him. Travis. Well, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily the, the Mizd out gimmick is what got, got him over. Because if, if you can recall, when he started doing... Uh, the Mizdow thing, it was originally supposed to be just a one-off shoot because mm-hmm. it was going in theme with what he was, what his gimmick, I guess, was where he was coming out with all those different characters that played off oh, of his name. Like the Ben Franklin and all that type stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and it was funny. It was a, it was kind of like the comedic relief of uh, of the, the hour, and then he gets hooked up with Miz, which, again, was supposed to be for just a one-off thing. But fans took to it so well, and then he started doing the stunt <laughs> oh, double thing. Uh, the uh, the whole stunt double character was absolutely hysterical, yeah. and just doing just doing his little uh, nuances where he would you know uh, pretend to do a lip reading like a bad Godzilla Chinese movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he was he was doing all these little things that just were picking up, and people got it, and it just. Stuck, and it was so organically done, which, as we have all said before, is something that you can't you can't grow that you can't teach that you know that just the fans either pick up on it or they don't, and it's just like Daniel Bryan's comment. Fans hooked onto that, and he blew up. Uh, Miz Dow's kind of in that same category right now, but I don't think he stick the Miz Dow name for the rest of his life again. To yeah. Rosie, you can't stick a tag team. That was built on the fact that okay, one of them was supposed to be a lap dog, basically. Yeah. As a matter of the point where he's using the main character's name and his last name, you can't you <laughs> yeah. can't do that and build. I don't think that's ever been done before. It's like you know? it's like uh, marrying some guy and then the woman keeps the name for the rest of her life. And well, after they get divorced, say they get divorced and keeps the name the rest of her life just because she wants to be uh, a Trump or uh, Dwayne, you know, Johnson. <laughs> well, I mean, there are women that do that anyway. They still keep the last name after the divorce. Some people right. don't go back. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but I mean, like, doing it for But I get your sake. point. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I get your get point. point. <laughs> I do. I got you. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. My next question would be Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. <laughs> are, there, are we seriously going back to something like this? <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. I think, <laughs> for real, Sharon, I really think at times Ramsey just says some of this stuff just to piss me off. Hey, I, wrote, <laughs> really hey, I actually wrote it down because both of you guys were so against me on that topic, which you guys can go back on our last podcast and uh, 
relive our little debate. No, there I was just, no debate. There was just a strict adherence of stupidity that went on in that state. I actually wrote it down. You know what I said? I'll put this is what I put. I that put, was a five-star uh, classic. I put last question. Talk about Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Oh my god! God, <laughs> just just so I can get under, under your skin a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Actually, Bart right Bart. now we're gonna go into a little bit of. We'll make it not too long, Travi. But TNA talk. It's been a while since we talked about TNA, and Travis is going to enlighten you on the world of total nonstop action impact wrestling. Thank you for the, the intro to the TNA talk with Travis. Got the triple T's in there. Uh, <laughs> I was actually able to just watch the most recent Impact Wrestling episode, which, um, if anybody hasn't watched TNA or Impact since their move over to Destination America, Honestly, you're missing out because TNA is finally starting to get a formula that's working for them. They kind of had to hit the reset button last year with finances and uh, and the TV programming and things like that. They're now finally getting comfortable with where their spot is. They are slowly becoming the alternative to the WWE. And they're doing exactly what they should by focusing on younger guys, not necessarily uh, established stars. You do have your Kurt Angles, your Bobby Lashley's, your MPs. They're there, but they have a, a huge crop of new talent that are starting to take themselves. Um, on this past week's episode, we saw the announcement of a uh, makeshift tag team title tournament in, in the light of the fact that the Wolves, uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards, who were known on the American and it seems specifically in Ring of Honor as the American Wolves, uh, they uh, had to forfeit DNA taxi titles due to injury to Eddie Edwards. He uh, actually broke his heel. Um, so now they're starting like a makeshift tournament next week where it will crown a new TNA tag team champion. Some of the teams that are being formed for this are James Storm and, uh, uh, oh my God, I've gone blank on the guy's name. Uh, mm-hmm. It starts with a K. It's like Kyo, uh, Kyo or something like that. Um, they actually have Bram, who also once performed in WWE under the name Kenneth Cameron. He was the original member of the Ascension. Um, he is actually teaming up with Ethan Carter III, also a former WWE developmental talent. Maybe y'all remember Terry Bates. Um he has taken the EC3 gimmick that they gave him, and he has become, in my opinion, their most successful heel. He is easily disliked, and honestly, he needs to be TNA champion by the year out. Um, they also got the Hardys back in there. The Hardys are going to be part of the thing, who I think overall are going to take back to the Hardys. Um, several other things have gone on. Awesome Kong this past week had a phenomenal match once again with Gail Kim. They've had a lot of historic matches back in TNA to really revolutionize the knockout division started. Now, Awesome Kong is now the number one contender after defeating Gail Kim and will face Aaron Terrell in a knockout title at a later date. Um, triple threat main event was Eric Young versus Bobby Lashley and Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle still, in his late 40s, is just as good as he was in his 30s. Kurt Angle is phenomenal. Yeah. WWE that's, the one my, that's the only reason why I try to tune in once in a while. 
Yes. Uh, Kurt Angle, literally, them not him not being re-signed to WWE was a crying shame. Um, there could have been several great classic feuds, but you know what? WWE's loss has become TNA's game. They have focused the product on Strangle, which I think is a great idea. Um, him and Bobby Lashley had two great matches back-to-back, um, and then they added Eric Young into the, uh, into the mix uh, this past week as well, and they had a phenomenal triple threat match. And I can only see Kurt Angle uh, starting to build up now. Even if he remains champion and goes over on a bunch of young talent, he is still about to make a lot of stars uh, in TNA. He made Bobby Roode here. I think Eric Young on that on that next, and then definitely I think Kurt Angle and Ethan Carter the third need to have the title match before the year's out. But that is going to round up the rest of the talk. I will be back next week with another edition of the talk on this podcast. And we will announce, if you don't already know the spoilers already, we will announce the new TNA Tag Team Champions next week. There we go. Jerron, can you read that on the video I'm showing you? No. What the? Can you not see the video? On chatting? We're chatting through Google right now. Do you not see that video I'm posting? No, when I, when you talk, it just shows the uh, the W the WR logo. Really? Yeah. The video should be on right now. That's crazy. Oh, well, I was like I was like making messages while Travis was talking, making fun of Travis. That didn't. That was not fun then. Sorry, <laughs> Travis. So so you're making fun of me while I'm doing my spiel for your show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so that's a good way to bring somebody back onto the show. <laughs> Oh, Travis! Right, because I'm gonna start calling like George. And then when Travis talks, it shows like it shows a different, a different image. Oh, really? Yeah, like when Travis talks, it shows his number, and then when you talk, it shows the logo. Oh, Travis! I was just putting like Travis sucks and stupid things, Mister. I'm gonna start calling you George Junior. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna make it well known that anybody who was expecting me to be on next week, I'm going on strike now. <laughs> oh God! Uh, once. What's Once that? my talent is appreciated, I will come back to the show. Hey, I don't watch TNA, so everything you're saying to me is like talking about WCW back in my young years. I don't know anything about TNA right now, at least. Exactly. So I'm informing our knowingly audience hey, about the I didn't uh-huh. interrupt you at all, really. I was just letting you talk. I was just trying to make the time go by with Sharon. I know. He definitely made me want to watch, though. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's the whole point. I like the TNA talks, so people would maybe get into TNA. Oh, I mean, no I, more making fun of it. Because I, I mean, I feel the same way about Kurt Angle. I mean, I haven't watched like TNA fully, but I've seen like bits and pieces of just yeah. of his work, and it's crazy how they wouldn't just give him a part-time deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. We'll, really we'll go is. into that. I was actually going to bring. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that with Marquis Senior because Marquis seemed to be passionate about the topic too. Yeah. Yeah. Me and him talked about that a couple of days ago. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, I can't wait to hear this because he and I probably have a lot of the same opinions on that. That's good. Hopefully he likes TNA too. That way you guys can both talk about TNA stuff. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to, I mean, if we can, and if he's cool with it eventually, then maybe we can get a two-man team for TNA talk so I can bounce some (laughs) ideas off. There you go. Okay, we're going to roll out of this section, and we're going to bring Marquise on for the next section. So we'll be right back. All right, and Marquise is finally here. Tell the podcast world hi, Marquise. 
What's going on, podcast world? How y'all feeling today? Glad so, y'all got have me. Uh, so where are you from, Marquise? Introduce yourself a little bit. Well, my name is uh, Marquise Creek. Uh, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland, born and raised. Uh, East Baltimore, to be specific. Uh, been a fan of WWE since, I want to say, like five or six years old. Like so I was probably here, like, like five you, or six. Uh, you a Ravens fan? I am. I yeah, am a big talk, Birds fan. Ravens, Sharon, Orioles. Sharon loves NFL. Ravens and Orioles. What? Sharon, <laughs> I thought you liked like NFL. Huh? I thought I you, you would call a playoff, a no, playoff kind of guy. Yeah, I'm more of a what you would call a playoff kind of guy. I catch what <laughs> games I can throughout the season, but more so the, the Raven pride come out around the playoffs. Yeah, well, there wasn't much of that going around this past season, was there? Right. All right. There all was, right. What was your thing? There was some. There was some cowboy pride, though. I'm just gonna let you know. Oh God. Oh my God. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna last few months. Let's. Yeah, this is well, the first time. That's because we got robbed. First off. Here we go. Here's the Cowboys talk right now. <laughs> I forgot. Travis is hardcore about football too. I am a Dallas Cowboys fan till I die. So let's. Let's get that out of the way right now. That can now. be arranged, Travis. You can die. <laughs> okay, well, go ahead. Try it. There's a sign. <laughs> I know where you live, Travis. You live only a mile away. I know away. you know where I live. There is a sign in my apartment that basically describes me to the T. We don't call 911, and I have six shooters going across. So, six please. You, <laughs> you have a cowboy shrine, man? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, Come on, Ramsey. let's let's Come get into try. some wrestling because somebody like me don't I don't really watch football, so I don't know about it. You don't watch football? Nah, I used to when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I have wrestling and I just work too much. Oh man, he's not, a, he's not American, man. Oh man, not American. Yeah. I am yeah, dusty. <laughs> I am more dusty Rhodes than you can imagine. Oh stop, American dream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are actually, we're actually saving this topic to talk with you too, Marquise. Talking about Kurt Angle and his little interview with, um, who was he with? What, ma- what magazine? I forgot. Or which? PW? Was it PW Insider? Yeah. I, I think it was, it was PW Insider. Well, basically, I mean, summing up yeah. for the fans, uh, I guess uh, Kurt Angle was being interviewed and talked about, you know, his little contract and negotiations with WWE. And uh, basically... Or lack or lack of, and basically Triple H uh, thought there was too much talent on the roster and didn't want to uh, bring Kurt Angle in on, so he went back to TNA. Yeah. What do you think about it? Well, well actually, this that topic, uh, that, that interview about the, the thing with Triple H, that actually goes back to about last year. Uh, when I first read it, it um, when I first read it, there were rumors about uh, Kurt Angle's contract. I think he signed his contract in about October, if I'm not mistaken, with TNA. Yeah. Uh, yep. But prior to that, two weeks prior to him signing, announcing his contract, uh, signing the TNA, he actually uh, was lobbying for a WWE return. And around that time, like I was really like keeping up with it. Um, so of course, you know, in the interview, it pretty much keeps up with it said about six or seven months ago, with him trying to call Vince, Vince pushing him off the Triple H, Triple H, you know what I mean, blowing him off, and then him mm-hmm. trying to go under Triple H's, you know what I mean, go under his nose to Vince. Yeah. But with that uh, interview he did, what it didn't touch on was that uh, he actually was offered a contract. But I, the I contract they yeah, yeah, no, no, no. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They offered him that because they knew he couldn't take that. They knew his body could handle it. They knew he wouldn't do it. 
So yeah. it was a way for them to like, you know what I mean? They so can say, say, oh, well, we did kind of offer them. Yeah. It was a way for them to get them out of there. Let's yeah, see, my question. Let's see. My question is: Is that Kurt Angle has done did so much for WWE during his time? He doesn't deserve a part time contract. I know. Really. No, no, and, I, and 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 like I swear, people like I, uh, me and my buddies, we have like a group chat. You know, what I mean, on our, our phones where we discuss every we discussed this months ago, and I'm still sticking to my opinion on this. Kurt Angle does not deserve a part time contract based on how he left WWE. Um. Around 2005 or 2006, I, I think around his feud with Shawn Michaels or something like that, he he was uh, he had a, a, a neck problem similar mm-hmm. to what Daniel Bryan has. Yeah, and he he uh, got somewhat of a similar surgery, uh, non-invasive, so he wouldn't be out for that long. But the problem developed into something more serious, so he couldn't actually, you know what I mean? It developed into a, a more serious issue. Yeah. So. When the when he ended up uh, getting addicted to painkillers and developing an alcohol problem, yeah. and the WWE doctors and officials that they reached out to told him that he should retire or he's going to end up paralyzed or dead. And the WWE, once they heard this, and Kurt Angle still refused, you know they they tried they offered him you know they helped him with the non-invasive surgeries and they actually paid for like a lot of the stuff. Yeah. Um, but he developed the uh, the alcohol and painkiller addiction around the time he went to ECW. Yeah, that's and what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He that's when he you know around that time he had been dealing with those issues, and they told him he had to go to rehab. He refused when he refused rehab. Vince McMahon, him, Vince McMahon, and a bunch of other officials sat in a room, and they released him because he refused to go to rehab mm-hmm. to the point where they. Uh, you know, I read this, and uh, Kurt Angle was crying after Vince not to take his job away. And Vince, Vince himself was crying and said, I can't watch you kill yourself. Like, I refuse to watch you kill yourself. You I mean, need how help. Do you, how do you and know all this insider, inf- insider stuff? Did you read it or what? It's, it's oh, man, like, yeah, I, I, he's like me. He reads uh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I actually do. Like, uh, I have a couple, like, websites I go to, like, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like I just check them to see what's like, you know what I mean. News results. No oh, man, you know, that's too Travis things, right but, now. <laughs> but yeah, you know I, I read that, and it, it honestly it opens your eyes to like if you pay attention. Like the week before Kurt Angle was actually released, he was in a number a number one contenders uh, match against. Yep. Uh, I think it, it was Rob Lowe. I'm not mistaken. No, no, no. Rob Van Dam returned. He returned uh, from his suspension. Rob Van Dam returned from his suspension to interrupt that number one contenders match. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, remember he came in and did the Van Daminators and Terminators with the chair. And then and the next week, Kurt Angle was just like gone. Yeah, because it led to the next week. It was a number. One, it was again a number one contenders match between RVD and Sabu. It was a ladder match for the contract for SummerSlam. So um, yeah, yeah and 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 he was gone. Like he was just gone. So. Um, you know, and and then it's like I I personally I can't honestly say I think Kurt Angle deserves to come back because like he you know they tried to help him yeah. he has his his demons you know everyone has their demons but they tried to help him this guy's gonna kill it I do I do gotta to refer t- to uh, Travis now because I know Travis is a big Kurt Angle fan and big TNA guy do you think he deserved his treatment Travis you know it. I kind of I kind of agree with what Marquise is saying. I really do, but I think honestly he still should have gotten a part time deal. And I say that because 
not not necessarily where Shiraz coming from and how much he did for WWE because honestly when you compare him to like Chris Jericho and uh, The Rock, um, Undertaker, uh, all these other big part timers that come back every so often, yeah, you know Kurt Angle's, Kurt Angle's uh, uh, contributions to the WWE aren't like what theirs have been, mm-hmm. uh, but. I still think he did enough to where, yeah, I could see him getting a, like a, an RBD contract where he comes back um, for for short days, like where he's only doing TV appearances and not live Because, I mean, at 48 years old, I, I mean, I don't think he is, his body, like he's made of parents, it can't hold up under a time. There's, there's no way it can't. Uh, and WWE kind of eliminates that, that prospect. Oh, okay, well, here you go. Here's a full-time schedule. This mm-hmm. is what we're offering. You take it or leave it. Well, okay, well, I'm going to leave it and go back to TNA. Um, and that's fine. Because, honestly, he's had a great TNA career. He's probably done more for the TNA company than what he ever did. Yeah, that's true. I think that's it, yeah. And, honestly, mm-hmm. he's, built, he's built a good reputation in TNA. And, honestly, I think right now, even specifically, like I said, with TNA being in the rebranding process that they've been in since shifting to Destination America TV, mm. I think they, he and TNA can only benefit. So yeah. I think I think in the long run, it was a better move. All right, we got a lot of topics to cover. Let's go on to the next topic real quick. Hey, Marquise, are you, you're a Roman Reigns fans, right? A little bit? I'm a big Roman Reigns Good, fan. Me, thank actually, you. me and my girlfriend are yes. Roman Reigns fans. So basically, oh, right. I have one more person with me. I mean... I, Travis doesn't hate him. I know that, but Sharon doesn't. No, I like don't. Him. I, yeah. I've said it before. I, no, I, I didn't say that at all. Yeah, I, I know. I, I just said him. that. I just said Travis does yeah. not hate him. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him because my girl always talks about him. <laughs> <laughs> really, my my girl? No, no, no. That's weird because like like my girl likes Romarines, and I don't mind it. I actually like like she doesn't like. She's not like a huge wrestling fan or whatever, mm, but yeah. she watches it because I watch it, and like Romarines is one of the reasons she watches it. Well, no, I don't mind it. Well, I'm saying, it's a hair. Not, it's a hair. Not a fan. She couldn't tell you who was like on the Mount on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, but she thinks Roman Reigns is the greatest thing ever. So yeah, I <laughs> yeah, am, I am that's, that guy. That's, yeah, that's and exactly Sharon, my girlfriend. Sharon, like, you got a smart girl. She loves Roman Reigns. No, was it? Was it to say? Is I finally got somebody kind of more to go in my corner of the Roman Reigns. But I uh, wasn't to say. Bring up this topic is. Um, does WWE Universe like Roman Reigns this week? Because on SmackDown, I felt like they were kind of cheering for him more. But he got like a huge eruption. On you you noticed that too? That's all. Yeah. But but this is the thing, and like if you if you guys like uh, read my articles, mm-hmm. and I've pointed this out, like because uh, my brother, my brother and my cousins, we I have them all over for uh, pay per views every month, right? Mm-hmm. And we all chill yeah. and watch them together. And one thing that I have pointed out more than once, right? Roman Reigns did not get booed like legit crowd hate. He didn't get that until he went to Philly in the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's you know what I mean. And he that, didn't get it like again until oh, yeah. WrestleMania and the night after. And and right. I say that because you have uh, I feel like fans today are looking at wrestling not as fans but more as bookers. So the internet fans that end up coming, you know, not to as bookers, anything, like but the Booker internet Keys? fans. Yeah, they're looking no, no, like a booker like a. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A booker like, like, like you know what I mean, yeah, like I creative, like they're creative. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, so it's like you know what I mean, and they they go and they watch and they think 
their events and they think they run companies and then it's like, oh, we're going to hate this guy right. because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be like John Cena. But the reasons, like I said, they have no viable reasons not to like Roman Reigns. Every reason that they have, every reason that anyone has told me is based purely on speculation that has no base. Like you say, okay, they say, oh, well, he's only booked. But he's only booked that strong because The Rock's his cousin. How can you help who's your family? Okay, I want... That, I you Sharon, can't help who you're, Sharon, the family you're born into. I know Sharon has a little... Not... Doesn't hate him, but Sharon, I, I want to kind of see you debate Marquise about this. I know they've, they've debated me before. Sharon, well, what, are, what are some of your I've points, Sharon? What yeah, about Ron? Yeah, but Sharon doesn't talk to a lot. Sharon, what are some of your points? Oh, I know. What are some of your Go points it, that yeah. you um, don't like Roman Reigns? Well, this, despite the fact that I, I constantly hear about him every day, um, <laughs> I mean, you can't go off personal hatred. Yeah, really, I am. I, I, I'm that guy. I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but all, I mean, all jokes aside, man. I mean, for me, I mean, I liked him when he was in the Shield. What turned me off about him was when they started doing like the Jack and the Beanstalk promo, suffering succotash. Yeah. yeah, that kind of turned me off. So I don't. I don't necessarily like hate the guy because I think you know he is he's a star. You know, he's he's extremely athletic, and he you know he's going to be one you know one of the top guys in, in the future. Mm-hmm. I just I'm just tired of him because I always hear about him every day. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> the John Cena factor. Travis, what were you going to say? The the whole Roman Reigns thing, and and we've said we've all discussed this at least Duran and Ramsey and I have discussed this several times on the podcast. Um, I like where Marquise is coming from because, as Ramsey pointed out, no, I don't hate Roman Reigns. I actually do like Roman Reigns. But do I think he's been ready for that top spot? No. And my reason for that is, yeah, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm going to take the Booker approach for a second. It's, it's not because he's not athletic, because he is. Yeah. And it's not because he doesn't have a strong character, because he does. My, my point is... He's little by little getting better and better each yeah, week. I agree. Life. His character is starting to evolve more. Uh, I just think they were pushing him a little too fast in that spot. And I think he needs a little bit more time to grow. Yeah. Whoa. One thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Marquise. Okay. Well, like one thing, like I said, like I'm a, I'm a Roman Reigns guy, right? Yeah. So, like I said, like a lot of people have a lot of baseless point and I one thing I can agree with is what you just said. Like, don't get me wrong, I firmly believe and and if you read like I said, if you read any of my Gimme Five articles or any uh, of my Saturday opinionated uh, features. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you read any of those, you will like I honestly believe that Bray Wyatt and the Shield Boys are have been oh. ready for the main event since their debut debut. Absolutely. And that's just fact. But but one thing I will say, like I have agreed on about Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. is when Seth Rollins destroyed the Shield in June, right? He destroyed yeah. the Shield in June. Remember, July, Roman Reigns was Seth in the Rollins, WWE Championship. Strong, walking on eggshells. Be careful. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What? that's that's the <laughs> no, main. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's the main reason why I don't like Roman Reigns. <laughs> but, but it's <laughs> like one thing I did. Like, there's mm-hmm. one thing I can say the WWE messed up on. They didn't give honestly give the fans a reason to to get want to see Roman Reigns win. Yeah. In yeah. the beginning. Like Yeah. Like don't get me wrong, like I feel like he shouldn't he shouldn't even he should have had to fight more to be in a WWE championship match. He was like one exactly. thing I like he, he was just put in the match like 
come on, like, the Shield, Dane Ambrose and Roman Reigns, they should have been, you know, together a little bit longer as just them two, and, like, have really been singled out with, like, the outsiders. Like, the way they should have done it was they get no championship opportunities. They should have been booked, like, you know what I mean, like, 10 on 2 handicap matches. Like, they should have, like, Seth Rollins should have used his sway to make their lives miserable. I which agree. he did to uh, Dean, 100%. which did happen to Dean Ambrose, which is why Dean Ambrose from from June mm-hmm. from June to I want to say November, Dean Ambrose had the loudest chant in the crowd I have heard since Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, that's uh, debatable. Not no, really. He, though. No, I actually no, no, no. Let's be real. Like, did you did you hear like when his music started up? When's yeah. the last time you heard someone cheer that loud? There you go. It yeah, all you, depends, too, on the mics placed in the audience and a lot of things. Well, is that Philly crowd? Uh, Dean Ambrose, Ambrose was hot last year. He was hot yeah. last year. That's true. So well, is Daniel Bryan. But that's, that's no, let's not forget. Cool. Hold on. Let's not forget. Just, what, was it last week now? WrestleMania was just last week. Mm-hmm. And the ladder match participants, when everybody was entering, I don't know about y'all, but they were in an outside stadium, and Dean Ambrose got probably the second biggest pop next to Daniel Bryan when he came out. That's true. And I even pointed, I even pointed this out the week after on the podcast, and I'm with Marquise on this one because I was a big Shield Mark and I'm a big Bray Wyatt Mark. You know, I've said it for four years now. Bray Wyatt is going to be the new Undertaker. And four years. Thinking. This podcast has only been like six months or less. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about you on the podcast. I'm talking oh. about overall genius. Oh, I was like, how are you going to... Okay. God. <laughs> lying to the but, audience like that. No, I'm not lying to the audience about that. Just kidding. Okay. But the, the Shield's the shield, uh, demise when they broke up, mm-hmm. I, I, had, I called it even when they were together. I called it when I knew that their impending breakup would come. All three guys are main event material. And yeah. they all... Yeah. They all should be champion at some point in time. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see a triple threat between the three of them at some point in time. I honestly said, I honestly said, WrestleMania 32, WrestleMania 32 should be Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins for the WWE Championship. That's That's the main event for WrestleMania 32. Like, that has to be the main event. But you know one thing thing I've noticed and like I said this in the uh, when the Shield were together, mm-hmm. like I want to say like last year when Roman Reigns was in the battle, you know, was uh, almost won a Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. I, I told my brother, I told my brother this, I told my brother this. The reason I said when the Shield breaks up, I'm pretty sure Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins are going to go to the main event faster. Like they're going to go to the championship faster than Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. simple fact they needed more work than Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose was the most ready out of the three over, like, like round robin. Like, when you, if you want to just go overall, who's the better superstar out of the three, you got to think, like, Dean Ambrose, he has ring, he has charisma, ring skill. He, you know what I mean? He can he can take that mic and make you, he, he captivates you when he's on the mic. Uh, versus so, Roman, I don't know. Versus I, Roman Reigns, who has the look. Roman Reigns has the look. Yeah. And his, his, his ring skill is... I'm not denying that. They, they, you know, they both have to look. Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins is the best in the ring in the WWE right now. Mm-hmm. For one, yes, um, Triple H 2.5. <laughs> he's the best in the <laughs> ring right now. He's the best in the ring in WWE right now. But he lacks something. Like his might skill wasn't all the way there. Roman Reigns, 
the reason they put Roman Reigns with those two was so he could learn because he had, don't get me wrong, he had the athletic ability, but he just wasn't there just yet. Dean Ambrose, there's a reason Dean Ambrose got the singles championship when he was with the Shield. Yeah. Yep, because he was the most ready to stand out on his own, which is why, if you notice, they're, they, they had, they're putting more effort in Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins because Dean Ambrose, you see, they like left Dean Ambrose on his own to, mm-hmm. to, to develop his own character and fend on his own, basically, to grow on his own. And he's just selling. They, they, I believe that they believe in Dane Ambrose. They know what he can do. They're just trying to make sure Seth yeah, Rollins and, and Roman Reigns are ready, <laughs> yeah. are ready enough to be in a feud with him. I think he's going to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's let's roll over to the next topic because I got a lot of questions. Sharam, <laughs> what's up? Sh- um, Jericho's podcast with John Cena. You wrote an article about it, and I was going to have you start talking about it first. What do you think about the podcast with Jericho and Cena? Well, I mean, I think it was more of like a company interview. You know, I mean, I wish they would have just had Austin because Austin's was more. I feel like Austin would have asked more personal questions, the questions that we as fans want to, you know, want to know. I mean, the only mm-hmm. the only question that I feel like he really asked him that was personal was like the steroid question. Mm-hmm. But the rest of them were like, you know, like you do with your buddy when you pass the time. They were talking about, you know, drinking oh. under the table and, you know, just things that they did. I feel like that. Oh, that steroid question was like a, like a throwaway. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, let, like, let me, let me make it seem like I'm really like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? I'm serious. Do you do steroids? And I feel like even that was a joke in between them. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, it felt more like it felt more of a controlled interview. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Awesome. And that's, like, don't get me wrong. Go ahead. I know what you say. Oh no no no! I was saying like don't don't get me wrong. I understand like it's it's still a WWE interview whether it's Austin or Chris Jericho. Yeah. No one's gonna go out there and say you know Cena, why do you suck so bad? Like you know what I mean? Why do you call <laughs> right. all your moves? Yeah. Why are all your matches so predictable? No one's gonna go out there and say all that. But right, it but shouldn't I mean, have been. The the interview was a John like like it was just like everything else with WWE and John Cena. It was a John Cena. Love fest. It was. Oh, you've done so much oh, for this company. So you're yeah, also how, how not you... a John Cena fan. So I'm the only that's John false. Cena fan wait, here. That's false. But see, that's what wait, I'm saying. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. That's false because, like I said, you know, I, every month we all watch interviews. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who actually is a John Cena fan in oh. my circle of friends. Good, me too. And that's me. like you and George. Oh <laughs> but, but it's no, no, no. You have to understand. I'm a John Cena fan, but I'm an honest fan. Like until, and I'm, I'm being completely honest from. Mm-hmm. Until SummerSlam, SummerSlam was the first John Cena match that I sat through since he fought. <laughs> now, no, I'm honest, like, because I'm a John Cena fan, but I can't watch his matches. They're so predictable. They're predictable. From Bell to Bell, it's yeah. so predictable. Like, and, and people always say, oh, wrestling's phony. It's too predictable. No, it's not wrestling. It's Cena. Like, it's just him. Like, and you can, like, if you, the, the WrestleMania 31 card, right? Every match. Yeah. You know, I had about uh, 10, 15 people here. Every match, we were just, like, so hyped and into it. John Cena had the quietest match of the night, and we were all <laughs> on our phones, and we were just talking. And then it's like we would look over our show, like, if someone wasn't watching, you know, watching the TV or whatever, mm-hmm. we would look over our show to, like, oh, look, he's about to do that move, and he hits it, right? And, like, my, uh, my brother, he hates Cena, and he, like, he called the entire match move for move. The only move he didn't call was that, Stunner. 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 Stunner thing. 
don't know. <laughs> me, me, and, me and Travis both thought it was a good match. I mean, it kind of just depends the characters, if you're into the characters. I mean, not yeah. all... Not yeah, always. I'm not knocking the match, yeah. but it... I, I feel like they did the right thing by having it end as quickly as it did with Mac. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They didn't try yeah. to make you think Cena wasn't going to win. Right. He did his, you know, they fought, he did his finisher, he won the match. They didn't try to make you believe Cena wasn't going to win because they all know that he's going to win. Yes. But Travis, I'm telling yeah. you, and I'm, I'm, I'm throwing this so out there, a hill <laughs> turn is coming. And I'm so, Hopefully. I'm willing to bet money on that. Hopefully, that'd be exciting. Travis, though, what what do you think about the whole little podcast thing? Try to make it short because we got to get more questions through. Oh, it's, it's cool because honestly, I don't I don't have a, I don't have a huge opinion on the Jericho podcast. <laughs> you watched it though, like, right? I did. I did okay. watch it, and it's pretty much the same same opinion that I had that Marquise had that uh, Sharon had. I think that even you have had Ramsey. It's mm-hmm. just, it was it was so company ass. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it wasn't what we would have hoped for or thought of. Um, I think it definitely could have been much better with Stone Cold, but you know I like Chris Jericho's podcast. Me too. Actually, you know, I mean, I'm a huge Jericho fan, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was it was, was if you were looking for an interview where they were just wanting to reminisce and stuff like that and talk yeah. about old yeah. and stuff like that, then you got what you wanted. But if you were looking for it to be like a hard hitting interview, yeah, you're you're not going to get that. Well, see, that's, just not- <laughs> that's that's what I personally like Jericho. I mean, you have different podcast shows. Not every show is the same. So to say you got to implement the same style is incorrect to me. Stone Cold, he's hard hitting. Mm-hmm. He's blunt. That's what you go to Stone Cold's podcast for. Jericho, if you listen to any of Jericho's podcasts, you'll realize he's very relaxed. Yes, you'll realize what you were going to expect in the John Cena podcast or with with John yep. Cena is just a more yep. reminiscent. Back behind stories, you know, jokes and you know things that went on back in the day when they were on the road. So I got what right. I wanted because I'm a huge Jericho fan. I love John Cena. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If you're looking for that, then you you already knew what you were going to get from that podcast. But mm-hmm. if anybody was expecting it to be like, oh, I wonder what kind of question he's going to ask. I wonder if he's going to ask, you know, well, are you yeah. going to ever do this? We're going to do that. Yeah. No, you aren't going to get that. Okay, I have a question for all three of you. We'll go down the line. Start with Sharon, then Marquise, then Travis. Top three things you want to see happen in the WWE right now. Sharon, you can well, pass it on and come back to you if you want. Okay. No, the first one, I would I would love to see Rollins have like a lengthy title ring. Here we go, Rollins. I mean, well, let, hey, let him do his thing. I know, I'm just giving crap. Come on. Uh, let me see. Secondly, I would like to see Ambrose get pushed, pushed more, mm-hmm. and something crazy. Third one, something crazy. Come on. I don't know. Don't don't know. Don't do Ramsey crazy. Not like bad crazy. I mean, like something cool, like Adrian Neville champion end of the year. I don't know. Something crazy. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> All right, maybe like uh, no. I would like to see Tyson and Cesaro keep the belts for for, for a little bit longer. Okay. There you go. Marquise, top three things. Top three things I want to see in WWE this year. Happen, yeah. Happen this year. Top three things I want to see happen in WWE this year has to be, one, I have to have Randy Orton, RKO, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) It it should have happened last year, and I am so upset that we didn't get Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble this year. Don't get me wrong. That match was great. That actually be a good match. But we should have got... When he RKO with Paul Heyman, I lost my mind. I'm like, you know what? We're finally getting it. You know what I mean? Because Brock trashed both John Cena and 
he he beat Johnson and Randy Orton when they were rookies, and Rock was a rookie too, but he was just on another level. So to see them fight at their prime when they're both in the prime of their careers is just a dream match. Like one thing's for I sure about Marquise. You what? Sorry. Say it again. Sorry, this is breaking out no, no, in my no. area. Oh no problem. No, like if I don't get, I feel like if I don't get uh, F five. If I don't see an S5 reverse into an RKO this year, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, Man, we need Number Trey two. on this episode. Uh, Travis? Uh, what? Trey. We need Trey. Trey's a huge Randy Orton fan. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, we have a friend of ours, Marquise, who, honestly, you would you would be giving him his wet dream right yeah, now. Yeah, he all I'm, he talks about I'm, is Randy yeah. Orton. That's the only thing he... Wa- <laughs> And I'm not I'm not even uh, exaggerating when I say that at all. Wow. <laughs> all right, Marquise, what's the uh, number two? Orton Mark ever. He really is. He's a crazy Mark. Yeah, what do you want? Number Mark, two. I see. Number two, I need to have Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. I need them to feud to set up this triple threat feud. I need to have it sometime this year, whether it's a SummerSlam match. I'm guessing you mean like their triple threat versus Rollins, right? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Uh, the Triple Threat versus Rollins, I'm cool with that happening at WrestleMania. And if it happens at SummerSlam, it's even better for me because it comes quicker. But I need Dane Ambrose and Roman Reigns to have some type of interaction. Like, mm-hmm. literally, one week, they're, you know, they in the uh, the post-show interview, they're like, who's Triple H to tell us we can't team together? Dane Ambrose like, yeah, this is my best friend. We knocked each other out. All this rah And then the next friend. week. The next week, they have nothing to do with each other. Like, Dan Ambrose threw away his shield gear and just, like, never spoke to Roman Reigns again. Like, mm-hmm. it just it didn't make sense to me. And what's your number and three? the third thing, mm-hmm. the third thing I need to happen this year in WWE. <sighs> this, this, this is tough. I had it all in my head, but the third thing I need to happen <laughs> is I need to start seeing signs of a John Cena Hill time. Like, I need to see it. Like, this is a, like, every, I feel like every year someone says, this is the perfect time for them to turn him heel. But yeah, that's honestly, true. this is literally the perfect time because, like, they're clo- they, they, they closed out, I feel like they closed out his face run the mm-hmm. same way they started it by having him win the United States Championship. And if you watch the match with Stardust, he was an ass that whole match. The match with Dane Ambrose, like he, he like basically talked down to the crowd the whole time. Like, like it's coming, but I just need, I just need them to throw us a little bit more. Just, just give me, just give me a little bit more. Thanks, Marquise. I have to go years, back but... in the freaking podcast now and go freaking delete the part you said the a word. Thanks, bro. Oh, don't worry about oh, my that. A word. <laughs> yeah, a word. <laughs> can't bad, say it again. Got to edit it again. I thought, said, I thought honestly, I thought he said asset. Oh, you said asset. Yeah, I, I thought said he asset. said asset. Oh, good then. I don't got to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Travis, top three. Well, wow. um, okay, top three. Uh, I'm actually going to go backwards. I'm going to go from the one, from three to one. Uh, I actually like the idea Marquise is saying about having some kind of interaction to build up for a triple threat at Mania. Because mm-hmm. I actually now, I would like to see that. Uh, Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns in a triple threat. And honestly, I could easily, to go to Marquise's point right now, with Ambrose still being just as hot and with people still being on the fence with Roman Reigns, it would be a perfect time for Ambrose to make a quote-unquote heel turn 
and build his uh, build more credit for range or on range, as a matter of fact, and then that can help build their triple threat eventually at Mania. So that would be cool. Um, the next thing that I that I need to see happen for my number two spot. And that's kind of that's kind of hard. Um, I want to see Bray Wyatt in the more main event picture. That's for sure. Um, I, actually have, I actually have a question I didn't get to get to today about that. Oh, okay. Well. So actually, yeah, I agree with you there. Um, so, I, I definitely need to see Bray Wyatt going back into the main event picture. He he's deserved it. He's worked with two main event caliber uh, people just within his first two WrestleManias. Even though he lost them, he still worked with Cena and Taker. Those mm-hmm. are two of your biggest names, period. Um, and then my number one, by far, uh, I need to see a debut of Finn Balor on the Rain roster. Ooh, I would like that too. Okay. Nah, I, I say Keith. I, I would like to actually see Finn in uh, NXT for a little bit longer. Like, call me crazy. It's just NXT feels more. I would like to Organic. see everyone in NXT for at least a year. Like, it should be like a big thing if they get called up for four years. Yeah, that's I, I mean, like, it sh- that should be a big part of their character. Like, oh, you need out NXT in six months. But if I, if, not to, you know, cut you off, but if anyone should come up, it's Sammy. Yeah. Come on, Sharon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharon. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Got to do your real yeah. Yeah. No, the other one. <laughs> Which, they sound the same. Hold on, hold on. No. Sharon. Sharon. Channel, channel Marshawn right now. Get your inner Marshawn and deliver it like you mean it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll do. I'll give you my top three, which I didn't really uh, plan on this, but um, I want to see Jeff Hardy here in WWE. Oh, oh Jeff God. Hardy! Oh my God! No. Hey, these are my no. top three. Leave them alone. We call the track. Okay. Uh, we need to put a hashtag realistic on here. John, well, you know what? You need one unstable person to make everybody else look stable. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> if oh well, you know what? You have an, it's, that's my gimmick then. I'm unstable. Um, okay, and the, <laughs> I know, really. <laughs> Is that Sharon's laugh yeah. somewhere? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second thing, I agree with both of you guys. I want a John Cena heel churn for sure. And then third thing, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. I'm done. Oh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> You know, one thing, uh, I think Roman Reigns, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to catch, like, a lot of, like, I honestly think Roman Reigns has one of, if not the best fear. Yeah, I think so, too. No, I agree. Yeah. 100%. Like, I said that to Reigns a year ago. Yep. I like, I like Edge's like his, though, too. No, it doesn't compare to Roman Reigns. Yeah, Edge's I'm fear sorry. does not compare to Roman Reigns. I like Big Reigns? Show's the best. No. Oh, my God. That's a joke. I know you, that has to be a joke. Yeah, of course. Come on. No, no. Marquise, Marquise, I have to agree with you, and honestly, and yeah, this, I'm kind of with you. This may be a stretch too, but I honestly think Roman Reigns delivers a better spear than Goldberg or Edge, to be honest. Yeah, that's right. Because the thing about Reigns' spear, like he literally makes his body look like a spear. Like he yeah. launches. It looks so. In, it looks like it hurts like yeah. hell because like. He launches his entire body straight at you in the air, like, like Goldberg just like trucks you over. Yeah, and Edge like kind of fell and hugged you. 
Yeah. <laughs> you remember Edge you remember how good he is? Hey, this the is best thing I can remember Ryan Pitt was that one on Big Show where he jumped like I mean, from a midway yeah. point on the outside yeah. and just glided through the air. Literally steered Big Show in the chest. That's a great little, t- great you, little. Uh, kind you talking about when he just like came down? A, he came down and like jumped he said no words, just jumped and speared. Yeah, yeah. Jumped almost like he was like flying, the and then just got him. I was like, what? Got him? No way! <laughs> and it, it's it's uh, uh it's it's weird because remember what I was saying like baseless points like they say the kid can't wrestle, but he he can wrestle. He is he can yeah. like his moves are more musty than a lot of people on the roster. Like yeah. Absolutely. Did, you guys remember the, uh, the Superman punch on Cody Rhodes in that six-man tag match? When oh. he reversed the, uh, the disaster kick into the Superman punch? Gee, yeah. That, that was just beautiful. Like, yeah, it's he just has one of those more highlights that, with his moves. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I like this topic, though, about the special moves thing. I got one for you guys. What looks better or what's better, the bookend or the rock bottom, Travis? Oh, this is going to be hard for me to say. I know. <laughs> just because, and I, I don't mean hard because it's, it's hard for me to choose because I already have my choice. Mm. It just, I hate going against Booker T, but honestly, it's true. The Rock makes it look so, so good. I mean, he really does. Sharon, best choke slam in the business ever. Best choke slam? Yeah, bet, if you could think of one person doing a choke slam at all the choke slam finishers, who's the one person that stands out? Uh, I'd probably say maybe Taker. Taker. Yeah, I'm good at that. Marquise, power power bomb wise as a finisher, who do you think has the most devastating power bomb? Oh, I want to hear right now one. or all time. We talking about right now or all time? All time. Who do you think has the most devastating power bomb ever? All time. Decent. Best power bomb finisher. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm honestly not going to give it to Kevin Nash. Batista's look. That, that's what I was gonna do. Oh. Batista's power bomb yeah. was way worse man, than the Jackknife. Man, Marquise is my guy. Look at this, Batista, Roman Reigns, John Cena. Man, really? You like all the guys? Are, I no, like. no, no, no. <laughs> You're not gonna give the Jackknife Kevin Nash. That's really? what. That's what I was gonna say is Kevin Nash. This is, but, hey. but this is the thing, though. Like we're talking power bombs, right? Oh, like so we're talking a legit power bomb, right? Bubba bomb was the best. The Jackknife isn't a power bomb to me. The Jackknife is, is basically. It's, it's, he puts you on. He he flips you up like a power bomb, but yeah, then he I just called you. a jackknife power bomb. Yeah, but then he pushes you down with force. It, that's why I no, he the tosses you. Watch bomb. any of his power bombs. <laughs> Watch any of his. Power, he tosses them. He doesn't throw like Batista's. He has you in the yeah. air and he yeah, slams Batista. you down. He drops oh his legs out from under him and he <laughs> he makes you feel that. Uh, you don't think he's gonna feel a jackknife power bomb? You don't think you're gonna feel a jackknife power bomb from a seven footer? I feel like I feel like I would feel. You know what? I want to change. I want to change my topic. It's the last ride. Last ride. Yeah, yeah. I want to change it. It's not Batista. Batista has one of the best, but the last ride is like the last ride is way better. I just thought about it. Okay, you know what? I'll forgive you then. I'll forgive you because I didn't think of it either. So I'll forgive you on that one. Yeah, I completely forgot because they had like that never existed. But yeah, the last ride has to be the best power bomb ever. Like you yeah. literally go like double your height because he he like lifts you up even higher than what he is. Yeah, he does. So I'll give you that one. Okay, real fast. How do you even consider real Kevin fa- Nash the power bomb? Is I know that's the first one most people think of is Kevin Nash. That's why I threw it out there. Uh, yeah. 
One other thing I can think of, DDT finisher. A lot of people have DDT finisher. What do you guys think? DDT you did the DDT? Yeah, like a DDT variant as a finisher. Mankind's had him. Um, who else had him? Uh, Jake the Snake had it. I think that's not really uh, your <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. Because it, it, technically the sliced, oh, well, bread, the sliced bread is a, a DDT variation, right? Yeah, and you know what? The Scorpion Death Drop is actually a go. reverse DDT. Yep. So, I'm taking that. So, yeah, I'm sure, Travis, I knew it. <laughs> no, uh, that doesn't look like it hurts to me. Oh, no. It, like, what? In real life, no, you put it in the Scorpion? Oh, man. Dude, I've got Scorpion Death Drop. It is not fun. Okay, it hurts. look at this way. A rock bottom or some move like that compared to like something that holds your neck and you slam back with it, the neck move would hurt more. It'd probably freaking kill you, paralyze you. Mm-mm. The best, the best DDT variant finisher. I know I'm missing one. I can't, I can't think of it in my head. But if I had to give it to anyone, it would be the the sliced bread number two. That move that uh, Brian Kendrick and Ultimo mm-hmm. Dragon use is like a flipping fallback yeah, DDT. Yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I give it that. I, Sharon, I do you have one? That there. Or no? Yeah, I'll take uh, Jake the Snake. Yeah, buddy. The originator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, guys. Anything else you want to say before we close this edition of Rumbling Reality? Yeah, Marquise, you definitely <laughs> need to come back next week. Yeah, we'll have Marquise on more um, often for sure. We're going to start to try interviewing more and more people throughout the uh, month. We'll have Marquise on at least twice a month for sure, which is twice, which is Ramsey, we have four podcasts Ramsey, a month. I'm tell you, I can already sense this. It's just because I know eventually it's going to get to a point where me and Marquise do not see eye to eye. <laughs> That's good though. That's what, that's that's good though. But the funny part <laughs> is, saying, the funny part is, you and Marquise are both very into wrestling. Like you can tell. I'm just gonna say, I know, and this is why I'm making the comment now. It's just for future reference, and that way it's not an offensive to Sherrod or Ramsey. But at that point, me and Marquise, if we're on a very passionate topic, you don't exist anymore. Who? I mean, <laughs> what? It'll just be. Me and Marquise going back and forth for however long. I can well, already see it. Yeah. That, that's fine, but it's also a podcast show. We've got to think about the viewers and not your personal vendetta. Thank you very much. I, I know. <laughs> Marquise, you and I are eventually, one of us is just going to get so heated on something that we're just going to be like, I'm done. I quit. Yeah, me and Sharon are over Whatever, I don't care. Me and Sharon yeah, are over here playing on our phones or something. We're like, what is this? <laughs> I can definitely take it. I can take that. All right, Sharon. Uh, hey. Sharon, you want to say anything before you go, Sharon? No, I mean, uh, like Travis said, it was cool having Marquise on. Uh, yeah, he's buddy. a great writer. It was the first time that we you know, we had a chance to talk to him, so yep. um, I can't wait to hear more from him. Yep, Marquise, we're going to have at least have you on hopefully twice a month. We do four, podcast, four podcasts a month, so we'll have you on two times a month for sure. Um, those other two slots are either normal days or um, we'll try to get an actual, like, a guest appearance from outside of our rumbling reality squared circle. Uh, actually, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. Um, I I recently had a conversation with uh, MVP from mm-hmm. uh, TNA. Mm-hmm. No way. And uh, he's no, no, no. I did like check my Twitter. Uh, we <laughs> it isn't the first conversation I, I had with the guy, but he actually uh, he said he's trying to start his own podcast and he would love to have you on as a guest. And uh, vice versa, I I told him you know I would love for, uh, to interview him sometime. So if the you know when that opportunity arises, I I love to give him like you know my slot on the uh, podcast or anything. Oh, you know just to have him on the podcast cool. with you guys. Heck yeah, that'd be awesome. That I would mean, be yeah, awesome. and uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, and uh, I just. 
I'm sorry. I just, honestly, I just wanted to thank you guys for the opportunity, man. Like, this is kind of be like a real fruitful endeavor. And I just want to, again, thank you guys for having me on and being able to write with you guys on the website is just awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for being a true wrestling fan. I'll yeah, say that right you now. can tell you're pretty enthusiastic. You remind me of Travis, seriously, because you're very enthusiastic about it. That's what I'm saying, because I know there's going to be a day where he and I are <laughs> yes. going to split. And it's not going to be yeah. pretty. Yeah, I feel like I'm the yeah. only one. I'm the only one on this podcast that causes any kind of controversy because I'm always the guy who likes the good guys. Sharon and Travis always tag team me, so it's nice to have somebody in. Because you want to, because you want to see Roman Reigns and Goldberg. Like, <laughs> yeah, you want to see ridiculous. The Roman stuff, Reigns man. and Goldberg thing. Look at the initial topic. Had You're gonna make to do, me like cancel had... my subscription if that happens. <laughs> no, bro. Roman Reigns, Roman initial... Reigns and Goldberg. Okay. This doesn't work for me. <laughs> the, the initial topic of the discussion was they seem similar in the way they talk and feel in the ring. Had nothing to do with them going against each other. I just want to make until it now. Yeah, until now. Yeah, until now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you what? No, man. I was going to say Brock and Goldberg ruined any Goldberg match for me. I don't want to see him in the ring at all I know, again, right? ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> That could have been so much better, but we'll talk about it another time for sure. Um, okay. Cool. Trying to go out with a song, but the song's not. There you go. I will see you guys. That's Goldberg, Travis. You can hear it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys later. Um, thank right. you for tuning in to Rumble in Reality. Until next time, guys, I'm Ramsey. All right. Tune in next, next time, guys. I'm Sharon. See you next time. I'm Travis. Uh, Tune in next time. My name is Marquise. All right. Peace out. Yeah.